The Social Work Planet podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of the land. We are grateful to be on this beautiful land of the people of the Kule Nation on which we record this podcast. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging. We also recognize and respect the dignity and uniqueness of each individual. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the third episode of the Social Work Planet podcast. I'm Veronica Charles. Today, Erica and I are so delighted to have social worker Amy Yoon with us. Amy is currently a case manager in the aged care and homelessness sector. She also owns a private practice company. Welcome to our podcast, Amy. How are you today? Oh, very good. Thank you, you know, for your invitation. It's our pleasure to have you today. We are also very excited to hear about your social work journey. Would you like to firstly share a bit about yourself and how did you become a social worker? You know, many years ago, you know, I graduated, you know, uh, my high school, you know, in 1980s. And then I started, you know, uh, working in uh, some business sector, like such as bank and uh, uh, and some, you know, uh, business, you know, uh, uh, company, you know, before. And then I were also, you know, work in an anti-corruption, you know, commissioner, you know, when I was in Hong Kong. So I was born in Hong Kong. However, you know, I didn't like it. You know, uh, I, I, I like, you know, serving people. Yeah. So that's why, you know, in 1985, you know, I got a job in um, um, social welfare department, you know, of Hong Kong government. And uh, so I started uh, my uh, social work career, you know, in uh, social security, you know, field units. Mm. And then... So uh, in the daytime, you know, I work, you know, for social security, you know, few units, similar, you know, to Centrelink. And then in the evening, you know, I continue, you know, study um, um, social work. So I um, study the um, evening course in Hong Kong Polytechnics. So mm. I graduate, you know, I got my diploma, you know, of social work. And then, you know, later on, uh, after my graduation, uh, I, um, transfer, you know, my post, you know, from social security, you know, field unit, you know, to the social work sector, you know, within the department, you know, within the social welfare, you know, department. So my job, you know, I was placed, you know, in the girls' remand home. So working, you know, for the young probationer. And then a few years later on, I was given a chance, you know, I got the, uh, I was approved, you know, for the study leave, you know, from um, the Hong Kong government. So I came to Australia, you know, to continue, you know, my study, you know, at Monash University, you know, social work. So uh, I finished, you know, my bachelor, you know, degree uh, after two years. And, uh, and then, you know, after that, you know, I, I resumed duty, you know, in uh, social welfare department. And I was post, you know, to work in the family services center. Mm. So I worked for community center, you know, before, and also, you know, social um, uh, family, you know, services center. Mm. And uh, I'm, so uh, my placement, I, uh, I did my placement in Monash um, Medical Center and, mm. and also, you know, the child protection in Box Hill, you know, in 1993, I think 1992. And, and 1992 and 1993. Yeah. And then, um, so uh, in 2003, 
and uh, the outbreak of SARS, you know, happened in Hong Kong. Yeah. So, uh, which was happened, you know, in the in my catchment area by that time. So I remember, you know, like um, someone, you know, from the Emma Garden, you know, the resident, and came to see me, and uh, she was very, very fearful and anxious, you know, uh, for the fear, you know, of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after, you know, in the evening, the whole building, you know, was locked down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was another challenge to me. Mm-hmm. And then in 2003, you know, and my family, you know, decide and uh, want me, you know, to migrate to Australia. So that's why, you know, 2003, you know, I migrated to Australia and I got the job uh, for uh, this, you know, aged care and, uh, uh, and the homelessness, you know, program. So called the Assistance with Care and Housing Program and mm-hmm. started, you know, my uh another career pathway you know, in Australia and until here and then in 2015 I decided you know to uh set up my private practice you know to serve more you know in the community and that is that is my uh career journey Wow, it is amazing to hear how you have changed your career pathway from the business sector to the social work sector how would you say your social work career experience has been so far? Uh, I, I think a lot of challenges, all right? And, uh, mm. and uh, I think it is very uh, fulfilling, right? Mm. And uh, I had a lot of um, job satisfaction, you know, arising you know, from my um, role, you know, uh, no matter, you know, um, in Hong Kong or in Australia. Mm-hmm. And the, um, the, the, the profession or, you know, the, the, my role has given me, you know, a lot of, you know, life experience and job satisfaction. It's really lovely to hear that you have had great job satisfaction. I think it's very important in one's career to have job satisfaction. And speaking of this, um, you mentioned that you have been working with, uh, within this aged care and homelessness program since you migrated to Australia. Uh, would you like to share a bit about your role as a case manager in this program? Okay, yeah, I have been, you know, with this program, I think approaching 18 years. <laughs> so in the meantime, you know, I also, you know, uh, did, uh, you know, um, the other position, you know, in other programs as well. But I still love, you know, like um, this position. Uh, it gave me, you know, a lot of satisfaction, you know, because you know, this is a very small program. Uh, what I describe, you know, uh, uh, it's just a very disadvantaging program, all right? Mm. And then a lot of challenge, you know, like uh, without the uh, resources, you know, and also the cases, you know, coming from, you know, different, you know, diversity and complicated, you know, uh, uh, backgrounds, such as, you know, like elderly abuse, domestic violence, mm. and uh, gambling, mental health, and uh, of course, you know, like the homelessness. And um, so that program, you know, requires, you know, me a, a lot of advocacy skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, advocacy, you know, only, you know, for individual, but also the system as well. The mm-hmm. system and also, you know, the culture, um, the structure, right? The government structure as well. So um, uh, that gave me, you know, a lot of satisfaction, you know, because, when I took up the position, you know, this is uh, only a pilot project, you know, a pilot project that is the government reviewed the program, you know, every year to extend, you know, the, the funding to support the program. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and then you know with our collaboration you know uh, with our network so yeah. we did you know some policy changes so mm-hmm. we advocate you know to the Canberra government mm-hmm. and uh, so we have to you know do a lot of presentation and uh, research collecting data you know and case study or and then end up, you know, this program uh, uh, was confirmed as a permanent part of the a permanent and aged care program. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we, we still, you know, do a lot of, you know, uh, advocacy. So mm-hmm. I show appreciation, you know, to my co-workers and then, you know, we work together. And even though, you know, this is a national um, collaborative, you know, approach as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it was so inspiring. And, and also, you know, we can see, um, you know, how disadvantaged, you know, uh, it is. And uh, so at least, you know, now um, the Canberra government, you know, is aware of the program. Yeah. And I think, you know, they are doing, you know, some changes, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't know, you know, what's the changes about, but at least, you know, like uh, my coworkers, and then, you know, we, we, we show appreciation, you know, to everyone and, uh, you know, how uh, a lot of efforts and how they, you know, uh, provide support, you know, to the contribution, you know, uh, and also, you know, how to support the program to grow. Sounds like this program has given you a great opportunity working at both the micro level with the clients um, and also at the macro level to advocate for policy changes. So um, what are some of the highlights that you would like to like share with us today of like your social work experience? <laughs> so I made, you know, forward a poster, you know, to you, you know, in 2016. And uh, I organized a um, community uh, forum and to raise awareness, you know, about the homelessness you know, in cold communities. And it was very, very successful. All right. And uh, I, I think, you know, that's... Uh, was the highlights, you know, of um, the program, you know, what I uh, did, you know, before. And uh, so it's not easy, you know, how I, uh, I, I could, you know, engage, you know, like the people, you know, coming together and then, you know, using the forum, you know, for discussion and uh, raise the awareness, you know, of the issue. Well, I can see that you really paid a great effort in that forum to raise awareness of homelessness. And I'm really glad to hear that it was a successful event, despite it being a challenge to you at that time. Um, as mentioned before, we know that not only do you work at a macro level, but you also work directly with clients. Um, do you have any particular experiences that you would like to share with our listeners? <laughs> Uh, maybe I want to use this case study, you know, to share, all right? Mm-hmm. And actually in two cases, all right? The first case is uh, I work collaboratively, you know, with um, um, the lawyer of um, uh, legal aid mm-hmm. and also senior rights, you know, Victoria, you know, regarding a domestic violence case. And yep. the English woman, she... Um, she was almost killed, you know, by her husband. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, the, the, the episode, you know, uh, was known to us and it was provided, you know, like the information was provided, you know, by her hairdresser. So um, she was socially isolated and the husband, you know, was very controlling. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she was almost killed 
yeah. uh, by the husband, you know, the husband using a pillow, you know, one, you know, to uh, stop, you know, her breathing. Oh, no. And uh, so she had no place to go. She was only allowed to get out, you know, of the house when she had the hairdressing. So that incident, you know, was reported, you know, uh, by the hairdresser mm-hmm. and how we worked together, you know, with the um, uh, Community Legal Aid Center and Senior Rights, you know, Victoria and the housing department. All right. So we tried to rescue, you know, this uh, woman and get rid you know, from the house. And it was very, very challenging and, and quite risky. All right. So if, you know, the incident, you know, was known to the husband, I think the women, you know, will be killed. But fortunately, you know, like uh, my side, you know, I advocate, you know, for her. Mm. And then uh, because, you know, there, there was a long queue, you know, to waiting for a public housing unit. Yeah. So under these circumstances, you know, like um, uh, I advocate, you know, for this woman. Yeah. And uh, shortly after, you know, um, she, her housing application was approved with priority, you know, housing. And we found, uh, um, you know, a housing unit very suitable, you know, for her. Mm-hmm. And how we support her um, to escape, you know, from her husband. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, she was saved. And mm-hmm. then she moved, you know, to the new public housing and uh, I support her, you know, how to, you know, set up the home uh, because she had no furniture and I, I need to, you know, organize the furniture, you know, for her and organize, you know, services for her. And at, at least, you know, like um, she was safe and then she had, you know, her own life journey. So that was a very um, successful case and I have a lot of satisfaction. So end up, you know, like I work with the other co-workers, you know, the lawyer, and a senior rights, you know, consultant. Mm-hmm. We, we were so happy, you know, with this case. Mm-hmm. So that was one case. And then the other case, you know, um, uh, actually, you know, I have the newspaper cutting and mm-hmm. I will forward, you know, to you, you know, if you want to prophesize. So that was another very, very sad case. You know, the, the lady, you know, uh, was from uh, Hungary, all right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, she run a very successful business, you know, before. So she uh, was um, the wedding dress, you know, maker. Mm-hmm. So very beautiful, you know, wedding dress, you know, like she showed me, you know, all the photo, very high quality. Mm-hmm. So she owned a house, you know, before. However, you know, because of the failure of the business and then um, her business, you know, got bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she have to, you know, sell a house and then end up, you know, she was homeless. So she had been homeless, you know, for several years. So when she was known to me, um, she suffered from severe depression. Mm. Okay. And uh, so um, I also, you know, did a lot of advocacy, you know, for her. And then, you know, found a beautiful home, you know, for her. And uh, she was well supported. You know, she was socially isolated. She had no family, you know, in Australia. And a very lonely, you know, person. She only, you know, have a dog. And uh, so that's, you know, uh, her companion. Mm. So uh, once when I place her, you know, to a suitable homes and the neighbors support her and her quality of life, you know, was improving. Mm-hmm. She wanted to continue her business. However, there was no opportunity, you know, for her to develop. 
And uh, shortly after, she suffered from cancer. And uh, um, I think, you know, she suffered from uh, ovarian cancer. Mm. And, uh, but, you know, like we tried to organize uh, services, you know, to support her. Mm. So and she died uh, at the, she came to see me at the age of 56 mm. and she died at the age of uh, 62. Mm. So uh, I, I, I view this case, you know, uh, was tragedy. Mm. And, uh, but, but, you know, like uh, at least, you know, like uh, for the last, you know, few years, she got um, more stable accommodation. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has support, you know, from the neighbors to break, you know, her loneliness. And uh, she died in peace. So uh, actually, you know, like she, she came to see me, you know, almost every year after, you know, she moved into the new home and she baked, you know, some very beautiful cake, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that case, mm-hmm. actually, it was that case inspired me to set up the private practice. So I found, you know, like, uh, why, you know, like, she have uh, a lot of talent. She was a very intelligent, you know, woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, she settled, you know, everything, but, you know, she wanted to do, we develop, you know, her business again, but there was no opportunity, you know, for her, you know, to develop. So that's why, you know, I found, you know, like, uh, actually a lot of people, you know, if they have, you know, some sense of purpose, or, you know, something, you know, to do, you know, in her life journey. Yeah. And then, um, you know, their, their life, you know, should be more fulfilling rather than, you know, just a few years, you know, because of the illness and then, you know, she passed away. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing your valuable experience working with clients. And as a social worker, you have supported them well. And I can hear that these are two heavy cases. And as someone who's a new graduate, Something I ask myself is, how do I cope with some heavy cases that I might face? So may I know in your role as a social worker, how did you manage and like cope with the challenges that you faced? So I think um, when we study um, social work, all right, Mm -hmm. so we need to learn the seven principles. Mm -hmm. So one of the seven principles is to control your emotional involvement. Mm -hmm. So that means we have to control our involvement, you know, because, you know, in a social work, you know, area, you will see a lot of family tragedy mm. or, you know, like the people, you know, like the kind sadness. So don't take this negative thing or sadness to your personal life. Yeah. You need to separate it. So that's why, you know, we have the professional boundary. Yeah. So we have compassion. Mm-hmm. However, we need to be aware of the compassionate fatigue. Yeah. Okay. So we need to set up, you know, our own boundary. Mm-hmm. So um, we need to look after ourselves well before we can look after the others in the community. Yeah, that's very, very true, Amy. Um, as social workers, we might encounter different cases and emotionally heightened clients on a day-to-day basis. Um, I do believe it's very important for us to maintain professional boundaries to prevent burnout. Yes, uh, I experienced burnout. Yeah, and uh, I was involved in a uh, homelessness project in 2017. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but, you know, like my team, 
uh, particularly, you know, my supervisor, mm. you know, was not uh, aware or um, understandable about my situation, you know, because, you know, she came from a business background. She had no uh, knowledge or lacking, you know, uh, uh, experience in human, human services. Mm. So she took up the management role because, you know, like she had that business and management background, but she didn't have, you know, like social work or any, you know, human services, you know, qualification, you know, or, you know, knowledge, you know, before. So that's why, you know, she only, you know, stood, you know, from the management, you know, point of view. And that, you know, caused a lot of barriers, you know, on me. And then I experienced burnout. And then, you know, when I was aware of that, and then I say, I request, you know, to have the stress leave immediately. <laughs> and then, you know, I went, you know, to um, Brisbane and to, uh, uh, by that time, you know, I say, you know, I, I have to, you know, treat myself well. So I joined a healthy living, you know, retreat, you know, for one one week. <laughs> and it was a very luxurious one. <laughs> but I find, you know, it, it, it was worth, you know, it cost me $5,000, you know, for um, 5000 you know, Aussie dollar, you know, for the retreat. Aww. But I find it was worth, you know, like uh, I, I need to treat myself well. All right. So after that, I'm recharging, you know, myself, and then uh, circumstances changes. So after, you know, I come back, you know, to the retreat mm-hmm. and uh, this uh, um, manager, this lady uh, resigned, you know, she left. So mm-hmm. circumstances changes again. <laughs> wow. Um, and I think the, the most important part also for me, I think is just recognizing the fact that, you know, that you're reaching your point of like burnout and just yeah. recognizing that you're feeling those emotions, I think it's very important so that we realize, okay, it's time. Maybe our boundaries are not set enough, like strong yeah. enough. You know, I, this this quote that I, I, like I hear people say often that, you know, you have to put on your own mask before you have, you are able yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. You have to, you know, put on your own mask, for, you know, because you put the mask, you know, to the, to the children. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes it can be really challenging at work. So like, besides taking care of your own self-care, what keeps you motivated in your role? Uh, I think, you know, like, uh, my satisfaction uh, was when I uh, saw the client's changes. Mm. Because social work is a change agent. Mm. Yeah. So when you uh, saw the client changes, so I will have uh, another newspaper cutting, and uh, that's an uh, uh, over 80 years old lady, and I, I saw, you know, her changes. And uh, that's the satisfaction, you know, I got, you know, from my career, all right? Yeah. So, of course, you know, this career support my living mm-hmm. and uh, so that, you know, I can have a stable income. And, uh, and also, you know, I learned a lot of things, you know, from the client, you know, from the client story. Mm-hmm. So, and also, you know, like I, I build friendship, you know, with, uh, a lot of, you know, uh, friends, you know, like in the community or other, you know, service providers or even, you know, like my, my co-workers. Mm. So uh, uh, that's made me, you know, connected, you know, with the, the, with the world. Mm. 
So otherwise, you know, maybe my will is very, very small. So mm. my will will be very small. You're just limited, you know, yeah, with a family or, you know, like a, a small group of people. But, you know, this profession uh, mm. can widen your eyesight. You, you can see, you know, more things and more real picture in life. Oh, that's beautiful, Amy. I can really see that being a social worker really brings you a lot of satisfaction and purpose in life as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, like when you understand more about the real life mm. and then you have a, a more, uh, um, you know, like your plan, you know, for your own life yeah. is much better. Yes, that is true. Thanks so much for sharing that. And um, so as we are reaching towards the end of this episode, so um, I was just wondering, like, do you have any advice or anything that you would like to share to our listeners? Uh, I think, you know, I, I would like to use two phrases, you know, to conclude the interview, all right? Yeah. So as a social worker, so we are working with the client, for the client, by the client. Mm-hmm. We should not be structuralized. We should advocate changes in the structure in accordance with social justice. Mm. That's really on point, Amy. I really like those phases. And um, it was really great chatting with you today. And I really enjoyed our conversation and learned a lot from your sharing. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. Thank you for tuning in and supporting our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our Apple podcast, Spotify, and YouTube channel. And turn on the notification of our channel so that you won't miss out on the latest episodes. If you enjoy this podcast, feel free to leave a five-star rating or a review. It will really help this podcast to reach more people. Follow and get in touch with us on our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn pages. Don't forget to tune in once every two months to listen to us and experienced social workers talking about all things related to social work. Take care and stay safe.